Thank you for tuning into Calvary Life Keller's weekly sermon podcast. We hope you are encouraged and challenged in your personal relationship with Jesus. For more information about our service times and locations, please visit us at www.calvarylife.us. Good morning, good morning, good morning. Yes. You still loving Jesus? You know, I got to check every week, amen? He is still on the throne, right? Yes. Okay, I'm in a, I came to the right place. Come on. We're going to worship him t- today. How many ready to receive from the Lord this morning? Amen. I'm, I'm not losing you, am I? After, after that worship, you're still with me? Yeah, so um, before I get into to the message, um, I do, I do want to take the time to honor um, mothers today. Um, it is about you today. Great uh, prayer and um, um, encouraging words from Pastor Steve. Um, but I would like to take a moment to do the same as well. You know, um, Mother's Day is a historical day. Actually, I, I, I believe that it should be more than just one day. Um, mothering is not an easy job. I, I actually, um, I mean, the, the Bible says that we are to honor our mother and father. So that means Mother's Day should be every day. Despite of your relationship with your mom or, or whatever the case that may be, is we ought to honor um, our mothers because um, it's the biblical thing to do. Amen? I believe that mothering is like having superpowers. I do. I, re- I really do. It's like having superpowers. It's, um, it's just an, an amazing power that a mother has, especially when they... Their love, their love for people is just unmatched, right? Um, so I think mothering is like having a superpower. Um, I remember growing up playing sports outside, and you had to learn how to talk trash. If you don't learn how to talk trash, then you, you, know, you, you won't be very good. You know, at sports, so you had to learn how to talk trash. I mean, you have to learn how to take it as well, right? I mean, you get called all kinds of names, right? And you have to learn how to take it. But the minute someone says "Yo, mama," Uh-oh. that's when all fights break out. <laughs> don't talk about the power that my mothering have on people. Amen. You can don't talk about my mama. Turn to someone and say, "Don't talk about my mama." I remember times where my mom gave us curfew to be in when, when the lights go, before the lights go down and, and we would venture out a little bit further than we're supposed to. And I remember my mom calling, calling me from um, the house, Gwenmar, come home. 
I can be miles away and I hear that voice, Gwen, come home. And I don't know how I got home that fast, but when I heard my mama's voice, man, I was gone. The power of mothering is a superpower. Mothering is a hard job. It really is. I had I have the wonderful privilege and honor to uh, witness strong women in, in my family, strong mothers in my family. I I met my great grandmother, um, my maternal uh, great grandmother, and um, she was such a, a a strong strong woman. And she, we would we would go and see her. She would uh, uh, tell us stories about. Um, her growing up, how difficult it was. At one one point, she had to give some of her kids away because of the the, uh, the current situation that she was in. That her her family was in slavery, and so they couldn't have that many kids. So she had to give away some of her kids. But when she got to a point where she was able to to get them back, it was so powerful. And just the relationship that she built with every child, it was amazing. Yeah, it was amazing. We, we got it much easier these, these days. Amen? Then my grandmother had a great relationship with, with my grandmother. And, and, but she ta taught us how to persevere, how to en endure tough times. Um, and I, re I remember um, she telling us stories, when, and my mom telling me stories about how my, my grandmother lost four kids in a fire. And then a year after, she lost her husband in a car accident. But you can never tell. Sure, she grieved. It was painful. But she loved every child and her grandkids. And she taught us how to persevere. She was like, what, what am I supposed to do? Just, just focus on that every day? Yeah. Where, you, where I have all these beautiful children in front of me. Perseverance. She taught us perse perseverance. Amen? And then this, uh, and then my, my my mom, she's she's just awesome, um, you know. We definitely keep her in prayer because she had to raise me. <laughs> and she's just an awesome, awesome mother. And you know, um, my mom had a tendency not making a big deal out of out of things, and she she liked to celebrate life, and she pulled she pulled the best out of all of us. Amen. And then, and then I have a, 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 I'm convinced that I have the best mother-in-law in the world. She is an awesome woman. I, I, I just enjoy my time spending with her. She is just a, a woman of courage. Uh, um, she really uh, is an example of what faith looks like. Uh, uh, she's just, she is just an awesome, awesome woman. And, um. And we, uh, I also got to see my daughters uh, raise, raise kids. Uh, it's just an awesome uh, uh, thing to see. Um, you know, my sister raised a kid. So I, I was, had the luxury of being around just strong, strong mothers, strong mothers. And even, and even in church, um, I've had the opportunity to be around strong mothers. We have, we have like church moms here today that, that I love. We, it's, you know, we need to give it up for church moms. Nothing like having church moms, right? Uh, um, Nancy is one of, is, is my church mom, amen. Um, so we, we've, um, 
got the opportunity to serve with her for, for many years and I love her dearly. So I just want to wish you a happy, happy Mother's Day. And uh, Frida, uh, um, Pastor Lewis' wife, Frida, she's, she's one of our church moms. So we want to honor her uh, today. Amen. So I want to take a, a moment also to honor Pastor Leona, uh, just a great example of a of a mother. Her love is so affectious. Um, you know, when I know when any time that I have a conversation with her, I can have a rough time just hearing her voice. It just makes everything better. I don't know why she just has that touch. It just makes it better. Even when you see her, her smile, it just it's healing. It's healing. So I just want us to take a moment, and if we can have the ushers just come up and just honor. Pastor, Pastor Leona, happy, happy Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day to you. And so I can't move forward until I honor the woman in my life. Um, and, I don't, and I don't honor her because, because I have to. I honor her because I want to. Um, she is just an awesome, awesome woman. Of God, and I, I thank God for her all the all the time. Like I don't know, like life doesn't make sense without her. She's such an awesome mom, and she reminds me of uh, Pharaoh's daughter. How when Pharaoh's daughter saw a baby floating down the river, and she pulled the baby out, and she called the baby Moses, is because she drew him out of, out of the water, and that's what she's like. She when she sees people, she draw them out of their stuff. She draws them out of, 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 of the water and, and, and make it better. Amen. She's like a, a bridge, right, that leads people to, to lead people to the to water, to drink. Amen. So I, I thank her. She is so consistent. She is so consistent. And I just want to take a moment to honor honor her. She is my rock. I know that's kind of corny, but she is. She is my rock. Um, so I just want to take a moment to, to honor her. And I, I do want to acknowledge that, um, you know, I know for, for everyone, Mother's Day is probably not the best day. Um, so I, I do want to um, honor you as, as well. I know some, um, some people have lost their mom, so it's not always the, the best day uh, for them. Um, some people may not have the best relationship with, with, with their mom, so we, we want to definitely um, respect you um, on that. And, and there, there are some people that may um, <clears throat> be a mom but can't have children because their bodies won't, won't cooperate. Amen. So, so Mother's Day is not always an easy, easy day for, for some people, but we still would like to honor you. And, and the, the Lord gave me, pointed me to this scripture in Matthew, 4, Matthew 5, verse 4. It says, Bless, blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. That is a promise from God. So whatever you're going through, whatever Mother's Day means to you, God say, I, I will comfort you. Amen. It's nothing, nothing like being in, a, uh, in God's arms, wrapped around God's arms. Amen? Amen? Hallelujah. So if I could just have you stand with me uh, one more time. Um. I'm going to be reading out of uh, Luke 13, verse 10. 
When you have it, say I have it. Yeah, because it's on the screen, right? Hallelujah. Hallelujah for the screen. All right, so let's 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 get it. Let's get it. So Luke 13 verses 10. Now he was teaching in one of the synagogues on the Sabbath. And behold, there was a woman who had a spirit of infirmity 18 years and was bent over and could in no way raise herself up. But when Jesus saw her, he called to, to he called her to him and said to her, Woman, you are loose from your infirmity. Mm. And he laid his hands on her, and immediately she was made straight and glorified. But the ruler of the synagogue answered with indignation, because Jesus was because Jesus had healed on the Sabbath. And he said to the crowd, There are six days on which men ought to work, therefore, and be healed on them and not on the Sabbath day. The Lord, the Lord then answered him and said, hypocrite, does not each one of you on the Sabbath lose his ox or donkey from the stall and lead it away to water it? So ought not this woman being a daughter of Abraham who Satan has bound, think of it, for 18 years, be loosed from this bond on the Sabbath? And when he has said these things, all the adversaries put to shame, and all the multitude rejoice for, for all the glorious things that were done by him. So my wife and I were going back and forth of who should preach on Mother's Day. I just assumed that she would preach on Mother's Day, right? But she was just like, well, it's not Mother's Day if I have to preach. <laughs> and so, God forbid if I call Pastor Steve to preach on Mother's Day. You should hear the conversations we have about Mother's Day, right, preaching on Mother's Day. So then, so as I was praying, I said, Lord, what, what do you want me to say to mothers today? What? What do you want me to preach about on Mother's Day? What will you have to say on Mother's Day? And I love moments like this with, with God when, when he starts to speak and your heart starts to rejoice. And he gave me a word. He says, listen for the cry. He says, listen for the cry. He says, someone is saying, someone is saying, I am ready to bust loose. I'm about to bust loose. I'm about to uh, I'm, I'm about to live free. I'm about to I'm about to be the person that God called me to be. I'm about to break these chains. I'm ready to bust loose. Is that you this morning? Am I speaking to someone this morning? So I'm ready to bust loose. I feel like busting loose. Come on. Father, we just thank you, Lord God, for mothers in this house. Without them, we will not be here. Thank you, Lord, for um, using them, um, giving us the love from, from them, Lord. Uh, I just want to just speak, uh, speak a blessing over every mother, Lord God. 
over every woman in this, in this house today. Thank you, Lord God. Father, I thank you uh, this, for this opportunity to minister your word, Lord God. I don't take it lightly, Lord God. I pray that your word become flesh this morning, Lord. Think with my mind and speak through my vocal cords. Have your way in this place. We don't want regular checks. We want to see you move. In Jesus' name. Come on, somebody give them a shout. You may be seated or remain standing. So, in our text, this is a, a, a unnamed woman. So that means it could be any anyone, and she is in crisis, right? And I love how the Bible doesn't hide crisis. It doesn't hide crisis. It doesn't it doesn't sugarcoat it, right? It, it tells us. When, uh, when, uh, when people are having, having crisis. I mean, because if, if we're going to, I mean, uh, God wants us to be in his presence regardless if we're in crisis or not. It's a wonderful opportunity for us to experience his presence when we are in crisis. Amen? So here's this woman, she, she is in crisis, and, and the Bible doesn't, doesn't hide crisis, right? Um, you know, so I, I, I um, worked in a field where we dealt with crisis every day for over 20 years. And we helped people manage their crisis. And we, we helped people uh, see opportunities with, within a, a crisis. Amen. So, um, so it, the Bible also teaches us not to run from crisis. Yeah. Be, because we know what happened to Jonah, right? If you run from crisis, it only gets bigger. Right. So he was supposed to go to Nineveh, which was a crisis. He didn't he didn't go there. And so he went, he got into another crisis in the, in the belly of a fish, which was a bigger crisis. Amen. so God doesn't want us to run from crisis. I believe the best of you is hidden in crisis. That's why I love to preach messages on how to manage crisis or a better way is how to see God in crisis. Because when you face crisis, God will lead you through it, and then you will see his presence in crisis. Then the more you see his hand, the more you see his presence within your crisis, the more you grow spiritually. Right? So here is this unnamed woman, and we don't really know what her life was, was like be, before this point, right? We don't know if she had kids. We don't know if she was married. We don't know what goals she had. We don't know what purpose she had in her life. We don't know what she was been praying. Well, we know what she was praying about, but we don't really know what kind of what her life was like. All we know is that she was experienced spiritual disability. She was, she was stooped over and could not raise, could not raise herself you know, her outward appearance was just an indication of what was going on inside yeah. of her. She was, she was spiritually disabled. That means the enemy was holding her back. She used to go to physicians to, 
to, to get healed, nothing happened. She would go to church to get prayed for, nothing happened. She was, she was spiritually disabled. So that means the enemy was keeping her bound. Are you with me so far? So she was, she was physically disabled, right? So she couldn't fulfill her dreams because she was, she was held captive by, by the enemy. And we don't even know how she got to this point. We don't, we don't, we don't know how she got to this point. We don't know if it's a, a disappointment in her life that got her to this point. We don't really know what she's been dealing with. But all we know that she was just held captive by the enemy. So she couldn't accomplish any goals, right? She couldn't live her dream. She couldn't be the person who God called her to be because she was held captive. It means, uh, so being uh, held captive, it means to be taken captive by someone or something. It restricts freedom and may cause you to end up where you don't want to be. See, some people are in, ca in captivity and don't know it. Spiritual captivity is a state of being captured without tangible, physical, or material evidence of the captivity, of that captivity. But however, your life shows signs and evidence of the one that has been uh, detained or imprisoned due to the inability to succeed or to move forward. It's ability to move forward. So here, so some, sometimes people are, are being held captive because of situations going on in their life and you feel like you can't move forward. Amen? So some, sometimes we're in relationships and we cannot move forward because of those relationships. The enemy sends distractions to us so we can lose focus of our purpose. Right. And if, and if we turn our attention to that to that focus, we we, we cannot move forward. Amen. So when you are held captive, that you feel like I'll never get out of uh, get up under this. No one will ever love me after this. There is no coming back from this. Why even bother? Because you don't see the purpose in this. Come on, this is going to get better. This is going this, this to get better. God says somebody feel like they're about to bust loose today. It's going it's to get better. Are you with me? You going with me on this? Amen. So, so sometimes being with the wrong person holds you back. So be careful who you date, single people. Be careful who you date, right? Because that, that person can hold you back. I remember me and my wife first met. So funny. We first met, first, one of the first things she said before we started the date, she said, I can't be unequally yoked. <laughs> I'm like, what does that mean? What does that mean? I mean, we're supposed to go out on a date. I just want to know if you want to go with me or, or not. She said, I just can't be unequally yoked. Because I, I, I go to church. And if you're not going to go to church, you can't be with me. If you cannot love God or serve God, you can't be with me. So, I, so I'm like, what time's church? What church? I need to be at that church. So 2 Corinthians 6.14 says, do not be unequally yoked together with unbelievers. For what, 
for what fellowship has righteousness with lawlessness and what communion has the light with darkness. Amen. So a, a yoke is a wooden bar that joins two oxens to, together. Right. And they are supposed to complete a task together. But if one is weaker than the other, right, it holds them back. As a matter of fact, if in complete trying to complete the task, they'll just keep moving in circles. Moving, moving in circles. So that's what it's like when you're with a person that's unequally yoked. Right. It's, it's like moving in circles. You don't do the same things. Right. You don't, you don't serve God together. You don't go to church together. Uh, you, you, don't, you don't believe the same things. It's like going in circles. So be careful, single people, who you are yoked with. So again, so here's this woman. For 18 years, she worshiped at church. Nothing changed. But today was very different. Today was very different. So here's Jesus. He saw her in a crowd. He saw her in a crowd. No, he saw her in a crowd. He saw what was holding her back, but he saw her in a crowd. He saw the real person in a crowd. He saw her. Jesus sees you. He sees you beyond your difficulties. He sees you beyond your mistakes. It doesn't matter what you have gone through in your life. God sees you. He sees the real you. He sees the person that he created. He sees the person that that he, he, he designed for purpose. He sees the real you. He sees you in a crowd of a hundred. He sees you in a crowd of a, a thousand. He sees you when your family doesn't see you. He sees you when your co-workers doesn't see you. He even sees you when your spouse doesn't see you. He sees you. He sees you. It's nothing like when a God actually see you, the real you. When you can get stripped down or whatever, you can, it, God sees you. He sees you. It don't matter. You need to praise him because he actually sees you and he loves you in spite of all mistakes that you have made. Amen. It doesn't matter. He said, I see you. I see you, daughter. I see you. See, when I see you, I see the best of you. I see the best of you. I don't see mistakes. I don't see disappointments. I see the best of you. I see the best of you. Here's Jesus. He saw her in a crowd. He saw her in a crowd. And then, this is my favorite part. He called her to him. He called her to him. See, the first step of healing is coming to Jesus. No matter your situation, it's just taking that step and just coming to Jesus. You know, regardless of what you are going through, he's saying just come 
to me. He is calling someone forth today. He says, come to me. And then, and then he looked at her. He says, woman, you are loose from your affirmities. You are loose from your affirmities. You know what he did? You know what he did? And this is what he's going to do today. He called forth the real her and rebuked what was holding her back. Here's what the Lord is doing to you today. He's calling forth the real you, and he's going to rebuke whatever that's holding you back. He's saying, let my daughter go. Let my daughter go. I rebuke it. She is going to be the person that I called her to be. Amen. Nothing is going to stand against you all the days of your life. You will be the person I called you to be. This is going to be your year. I rebuke what's holding you back. Come forth, my daughter. Come forth. He's calling forth the real you. The real you. Not what your past said about you. He's calling forth the real you. Not what so-and-so said about you. He's calling forth the real you. Amen. Can I get some exciting people in this house? Hallelujah. He's calling forth the real you. Hallelujah. This is your moment to break loose. Your moment to break loose today. Are you ready to break loose today? Hallelujah. So this is a moment for them. The crowd was like roaring, right? Which I thought you would do the same thing after seeing you know, after all this happened. So all this experience, Jesus was, you know, he, he called her forth and he, he healed her. And it was a miraculous thing. The crowd was just going crazy. And then, you know, there was a ruler of the synagogue was throwing hate on Jesus. Right? So he, was, he didn't like it because Jesus was healing on a Sabbath. Like it's a certain day, like you can only be healed. It was just a certain day that you could only come to, to, to Jesus. So he was trying to put Jesus in a box. He's trying to put Jesus in the box. And you can't, um, you cannot put uh, a God in a box. <laughs> you just cannot put God in a box. See, Jesus will break rules to get to you. Like he always came, he always, you know, rebuked. The, um, the religious leaders, because they, they try to contain him. They try to put rules on people's healings and, and breakthroughs. Jesus, do, Jesus had to break a rule to get to you. The enemy had, has his plan, or had his plan, and, and then Jesus came and demolished that. So he had to break some rules to, to get to you. Amen? See, Jesus chose uh, fishermen and tax collectors to be future pastors. Jesus had women in ministry. You, you can't contain him because all he sees is the real you. He sees what, what, what God has purposed in, in your life. So he's calling forth that. He don't care what anyone else has to say. He don't care what anyone else has to say. You can't put God in a box. I'll say it again because we're acting real churchy right now. You cannot put God in a box. You can't put him in a box. You cannot put him in a box. I have a question for everyone here today. Which one are you? 
The woman that believed that God's healing or blessing is unlimited, his presence is unlimited, or are you one of the religious leaders who put God in a box? It's just a question I think we need to answer ourselves. Do we put God in a box or do we believe that God has unlimited power and blessings for us? Which one are you? So we serve a God who thinks and do things outside of the box. Shouldn't we? Yeah. See, I believe this. I believe certain people don't experience breakthrough because they have created in their, their head that Jesus as a religious leader. Like there are, you know, like you have to pray a certain way. When you pray to Jesus, you, you have to be very, you know, very intelligent when you pray. There's certain words that you have to use. You know, sometimes it's just when you when you go on through things, you can't really say much. Sometimes it's just the name of Jesus, 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 Jesus. And the Holy Spirit will interpret it for you. It's just Jesus, 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 Jesus. We can't think of Jesus as a religious leader, amen, because he breaks all the rules. You can't contain them. He do things that we can ever, ever think of, do things that we can ever imagine. We cannot put God in a box. Your freedom, deliverance, prosperity is going to require you to think outside the box. <laughs> Hallelujah. Is anybody going with me? I think I got a couple of people. Maybe the rest of you is trying to wake up a little. I love a talk back church. Amen. I love a talk. Talk to me. Talk to me. See, sometimes we are the ones that build those boxes. Right? We put constraints on God. Right? There are many boxes we want God to fit in. <laughs> right? So sometimes our, our relationship with, with God is just a routine. Do you know the Lord has so much to say to us? So much more he wants us to do? Amen? Don't put God in a routine. You got to mix it up with him. One day you may spend an hour with him. The other day you may spend an hour and a half. He's I, 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 like, Pastor, okay, come on, you're getting carried away. But, oh, no, being in the presence of God is filling. Oh, my goodness. If you, you can't, don't, be, don't put God in a routine. Amen? I mean, just, just spending that time with him is just incredible. He has so much more he has to say to us. Amen? So sometimes we put God in a box. Sometimes we, we feel like our past is too much for God to handle. Sometimes we feel like our problems is too much uh, for God to handle. Do you know that God is bigger than anything you go through in life? He is bigger than that. He knows exactly what you are going through, and he has a plan for it. He is bigger than anything that you go through. So we need, to, we, we need to remove ourselves from the past. Stop living in the past. You know, it's very difficult to live in the past. You know that, Pastor Bob, right? Very difficult to live in the past. Why? Because it's past. 
What are you looking for? What, like, what, like, what are you looking for? As I, I mentioned um, a couple of uh, sermons ago that we keep revisiting uh, the, uh, the, the dead among the living. Uh, the living among the dead. Like, what, what are, are we look, looking for? Stop visiting the grave, graves of old. God is about newness. God is about moving forward. God is about getting over obstacles. Amen. God is about moving mountains. Amen. But you can't be a mountain mover until you move the one in front of you. Amen. He's about moving mountains. Right. He's about just leaping over obstacles. He's about victorious people. Amen. God will send us to a fight. If he's going to send you to a fight, that means you're going to win. You're going to win. You're going to win. You're going to win the fight. Amen. Because he will, he will use you. Amen. See, stop, stop reliving the past. You know how some people uh, reenact certain things like wars and, and all of that, right? You go, you go to certain places, see them reenact wars. That's what we do in our lives, right? We reenact our past. <laughs> right? It's like, it's like, what are you doing? Uh, I'm just reenacting for that person that broke my heart. She's just like, what? Let's, we need to move forward. We just reenact everything that happened to us. Amen. We spend time in prayer thinking about the past. And God's like, hey, I'm over here. I was in your past, but you didn't see me. You don't realize, sometimes we don't realize what God has already done. I truly believe, right, if we think outside the box, it would change our prayer life. We would pray differently. We, we will pray differently as if God is bigger than our circumstance, right? Sometimes we pray, we pray and ask God to, to lead us to, to, to answer our prayer. I truly believe, this is what the Lord has said to me, some people are waiting for God to answer what he had already answered in the past. But you miss the signs. There are signs that's pointed to this decision that you're supposed to make now. It was in the past. I remember us, um, I remember years ago, maybe 05, 07, words were spoken over me and my wife. You, you heard me share this before. Words were spoken over my, my wife and I just about how we're just going to um, do things outside the box and, and we weren't going to be in Connecticut and all of that. So, so many uh, prophecies. Right. And we what we did was we kept playing it over and over again. And then once we got the call to Texas. Right. We saw the signs from the prophecy pointing to the decision we had to make to go to Texas. And we still listen, listen to it to this day. Why? It teaches us how to listen to the voice of God, how to hear the voice of God. Right? There are signs already pointing to you making a decision that you're faced with now. He said, I already spoke that. I already gave you a word. How many more words you need? I said, yes. I said, go. I said, do it. What more do you want? I am not going to come down from heaven and hold your hand. Amen. God's saying, yes. He's saying, go. He's saying, do it. I already spoke it in the past.
come on. What God is looking for, we have to move from comfort to faith. We have to move from fear to courage. Don't put God in a box. And why would we put God in a box? If we read our Bible, why would we put God in a box? Because Ephesians 3.20, right? And we love to, to quote this scripture. We love to shout hallelujah, right? So it says, now to him who is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all we ask or think, according to the power that works in us. It's according to what he put in us. It's according to the Holy Spirit that is in us, right? So my question is, why does it seem like our lives don't reflect that reality? So God is outside the box. He is not in your box. He says he will do exceedingly, abundantly more. Somebody say more more or does it say some he says more than we ask for that means God gonna blow you away you believe in this word you have this word in your heart you have this word in your walk God's gonna do exceedingly abundantly more than you ask that means you're gonna do you're going to have more than what you ask. You're going to see more than what you ask. You're going to do more than what you ask. That's the God. He is outside. Don't put God in a box. You got to turn to someone because they might not hear me. Tell them, don't put God in a box. You can't put him in a box. He ain't in there. You can't contain him. He's too powerful. The presence of God is too powerful for your box. He's not just here on Sundays. It's not just here in the sanctuary on Sundays. When you leave here, when you wake up tomorrow, he is there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's not in the box. God is amazing. He created this universe and he created us. He know he's amazing because he has to deal with us. He's got to think outside the box to deal with us. Amen? No wavering in every storm. It, it, you know, God has to deal with us, keep encouraging us. Oh, no, I'm here with you. I would, I would never leave you nor forsake you. I would never leave you nor forsake you. As we're doing this in life, God said, I'm here with you. I keep going because I'm going to get in trouble. So faith, God is looking for our faith, right, to match the immeasurable things that God can do. I believe in this church, there are innovators, women, leaders, leaders, pastors in this church. I love our pastoral team here, pastors, up-and-coming pastors. We have some powerful women in this church. Amen? Because our God, our God sees them. He sees you. He sees the real you. He sees your gifting. He sees your calling. And he's calling that forth today. And he's rebuking what's holding you back. Amen. Hallelujah. 
Don't put them in a don't put them in a box. Don't put them in a box. You know, I, I never really understood why people have boa, boa constrictors as pets. Never understood. That blows that blows my mind. I hey man, that's I never understand. But they like our average they grow like thirteen feet. Right? But if you put them in cap captivity, they only grow about five to seven feet, right? So it's why, because the boa constrictors grow in proportion to their container. Yeah, so just like the boa constrictor, we limit our experience of God when we constrain our relationship with him to an hour on Sunday, I mean, to an hour on Sunday or 20 minutes during a week. God's bigger than that. He wants to do more in your life. We need to spend that more time with him. Amen? Okay. So two ways we're going to break loose today, and I'm done. Not a long message. I'm going to let you go. I'm enjoy your, your, your day, a Mother's Day today. So this the two ways to bust loose today. If I can get someone, to, I forgot my rag, to give me something to wipe and so two ways we're going to bust loose today. You ready? So we have to change our perspective of a situation and your perspective of who God is. We'll never break free if you don't change your perspective on your situation and your perspective of who God is. And we're talking about mothers here today. I think the perfect mother that we can reference here is Jesus' mother, Mary. You remember the scene when, um, when Jesus turned uh, a water into, into wine? <laughs> Amen? Thank you, sir. Um, re re remember, you, you remember that whole scenario? It's in, it's in the book of John. I, I, I don't, don't want to read it for the sake of time. Um, so it was in the book, book of John and how... Um, so there was a wedding going on. I mean, they, this wedding was this wedding lasted seven days. I mean, they they were partying. They were really partying, partying, partying. English just left me. Yes, it's the part. It's the part of partying, partying, And um, you know. So you cannot tell me that Jesus just sat there all day. Seven-day party. Jesus was invited. He was there. I mean, he was busting loose. You already know. I mean, I'm sure Jesus was like, he was, bust, he was busting loose in the end and let people party without him. I mean, Jesus was a party, right? I'm sure that Jesus, I mean, he broke all the rules, right? He wasn't like those religious people. They probably was watching him on the side. Look, look at Jesus. Okay. <laughs> Okay, Jesus, right? I'm sure Jesus was partying. That's not what I wanted to say, but, but, but so it was seven days, and they, and they ran out of wine. And so here was Mary's perspective, right? She saw an opportunity for a miracle. And she knew the miracle worker. She knew that Jesus, and I love this, she knew that Jesus can make good 
out of bad. She knew that Jesus can make good out of bad. So she focused on the solution and not the problem. Her perspective was that this is an opportunity for a miracle. And she knew the miracle worker. He can make good out of bad. Right? See, how much we see God do in our lives directly correlates to our view of who God is. So when we view God as an all-power creator of the universe, we realize that there are no limits on what he can do in our lives. And we expect as much from him. Amen? So if we know that God can do exceedingly, abundantly, all that we ask, we should expect that. So she knew, she knew that it's an opportunity for a miracle. She knew that who can perform that miracle. Right. So she she knew what what Jesus could could do. And I love the interaction with, with them. And she told Jesus about it. And he's like, what, what does that have to do with me, woman? You know, he was God. Talk to his mama like that and, and got right with him. But I love her response, which I think we ignore. Right. This is how she knew. She knew her son. She knew what he can do. She's just like, told him hey, just do what he says. Right. She, she knew because she expected she expected Jesus to perform a miracle. She expected Jesus to make something good out of bad. Amen? I truly believe that, that, that Mary, the child that she delivered, knew that she, he would deliver her. Watch how you, watch what you say to your child. Especially the bad one. Because, you know what I'm bad. I'm bad to you. I'm bad to you. Watch, watch how you talk about them. Watch, watch what you say. Because they may, may be the one that deliver you. I'm going to let that little marinate right, right now. Just because, of their, because of their call in their life. They will get it together. Amen. Keep praying for them. Keep speaking life into them. Right? She knew her child. Amen? So, so So what she knew that the child that she delivered will deliver her. And here's what the Lord is saying to you. Here's what the Lord is saying. If you are facing an impossible situation, it is designed to birth something in you. And when you deliver it, it's going to deliver you. So sometimes we focus on our problems. We focus on our problems. That's all we're focusing on. But when God focuses, when he sees you, he sees the real you. He sees the possibility. He sees, he sees, he sees the impossible, right? He, he thrives in the impossible. So what he is saying that you, when you are facing, if you are facing an impossible situation, it is the designed to birth something in you. And when you deliver it, it's going to deliver you. It will deliver you. Because what's in you, because God says he would do exceedingly abundantly more than we ask. According to what? To the power that is within us. 
So we must change our perspective on our situation and your perspective of who God is. Who is God to you? Do you believe that he can make something good out of bad? God saying that some people here today is going to bust loose today. You're going to break free of your affirmity. You're going to be the person that he called you to be. You're going to be the woman that I called you to be. You are going to do amazing things. It is not over for you yet. It doesn't matter what you've gone through in your past. Amen. He sees the real you. He's calling it forth right now. And he is rebuking what is holding you back. Are you with me? Come on, stand with me. Come on. He's, he's rebuking what's holding you back. There's nothing, there's nothing that's going to stand against you all the days of your life. Nothing's going to hold you back. He says, woman, you need to break loose today. You're more than just a mom. I see more. I see more in you. I see your new career. I see the amazing gift that you have. God said, I see it. I see it. It's time to break loose this morning. Hey, this, is your, this is your moment. Don't miss this moment that you have to break loose. He's calling the real you forth. Calling the real you forth. Not what your past said. Sometimes not even what your parents said for some people. Not what your circumstance says. It's what God says you are. It's what God says you are. He's calling you forth. Women in this church, it's going to do some amazing things. Amazing things. Oh. oh, you don't even know the half. I'm telling you, the vision that the Lord has given us, I am so excited about it. I am so excited about it. The more people we add, we get to know them, we see them, we're like, yeah. Okay. I know what you're doing, Lord. Yep, that's the one. That's the one. That's the one that you're calling for. That's the one that you're going to do amazing things through. Uh, yep, yep. You, you see her, help me see her. You know, the real you. The real you. God is pulling out amazing things that he placed in you. God is awesome. He is awesome. I want to make a, uh, I really want to pray for you. Um, I want to make an altar call to, today. I think this is important. I know it's Mother's Day. You're probably hungry. You want to get, that, get to your festivities. But to me, this is the most important moment that we have. 
right now. So God's calling forth the real you. And so I want to make an altar call. The first most important call is that if you never receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior, um, this, is your, this is your opportunity. I mean, God is amazing. And he will do amazing things. And he's calling you forth today. Really, uh, it's just a step forward that you have to make. If you're online, you're listening to this, and, and you want to give your life to the Lord, just make sure you contact us. Uh, we will pray for you. We will lead you in the salvation call. And if you are here today, if you want, if you want us to lead you in the salvation call, just let, let, let us know. Just put up your hand right now. We will, we will love to do so. And here's some, an, another important call today. And I actually don't want anyone to, to pray for anyone here. I, but I will like for the mothers, the women of this church, to come forward if you if you if you want and in order for for us to break loose it has to be uh, 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 laying down something it's a, it's a laying at the altar God wants us to, to to lay it down because when Jesus saw the woman in a crowd he called her to him. So it's a laying down. He's calling you to him. And it's the laying down disappointments, guilt, shame, depression, fear, confusion. It's laying down all of those things at the altar. And then what we're going to do, it's like Paul and Cyrus in the prison. When they broke free, the first thing they did was they worshiped him. And chains broke. And chains broke. Why? Because they knew who their God was. All they did was worship him. They didn't focus on their situation. They focused on who God was. Or may, they may have thought of their situation as an opportunity to see a miracle. So I want to call the women at the altar who is in need of prayer. Maybe you have to lay some things down. That's the first step of breaking loose. And the next step we're going to do this all together. We're going to leave here and we're going to worship. Before we leave here, we're going to worship. Just a few minutes. We're going to worship. And God's going to break some chains in your life. So I'm going to call you forth right now. And you just be at the altar yourself. And God will minister to you yourself. To, to, he will minister to you. So I'm going to ask you to come now. I'm going to ask you to come now. Let the Lord minister to you this morning. Let the Lord minister to you this morning. Let the Lord minister to you this morning.
God heard a cry. He heard a cry. He says, somebody here today is saying, I'm about to break loose up in here. I'm about to get set free from bondage. I'm about to get set free from disappointment. I'm tired of carrying unforgiveness. I'm letting it go right now. I'm laying it at the altar right now. I'm going to be the woman that God called me to be. There's nothing holding me back today. I heard the cry from the Lord. He says, I heard your cry. He says, it's gonna, you're going to break loose today. When you leave here today, you're not going to be the same woman. Just lay it at the altar right now. Come on, woman. He's looking at you. He's looking at you, and he's calling you forth to reel you forth, and he is rebuking everything that's holding you back. He says, woman. He says, woman. He says, woman. You are loose from your infirmity. You are loose. The enemy will no longer have its, have its way. Your past will no longer have its way. Your circumstance will no longer have its way. Negative words are being lifted off of you right now. Disappointment is going away right now. He says, woman, you are loose. Loose. He said, you just loosen your grip just a little bit. Lay it at the altar. Hallelujah. I'm calling you forth. You are dynamic. You are powerful. You are amazing. You are a great leader. You are a great woman. You're more than a mom. You're more than a mom. You're bigger than that. You're better than that. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God's put purpose inside of you. Here's what he's saying. If you are facing an impossible situation right now, what you deliver is going to deliver you. Father, I bless these women right now. Speak to them, Lord God. Let them loose right now in Jesus' name. Have your way. They are destined to do something great in their lives, Lord God. Bless your holy name, God. They are set free today. We prophesy over that, that nothing will hold them back ever in their life. Nothing will stand against them all the days of their lives, Lord God. That I, pro I prophesy right now, in the weeks to come, they will see your hand. They will experience miracles in their lives, Lord God. They will discover new things about themselves right now, Lord God. I pray right now, Lord God, that the word that you put inside them, you will perform it right now in Jesus' name, Lord God. You are awaking dreams, old dreams that they dreamt before. It will come back up. You'll remind them of it right now, Lord God. And you will bring it to pass, Lord God. You will bring it to pass, Lord God. Father, you're putting businesses in their hands right now in Jesus' name. They never thought that they would be a businesswoman, a business owner right, right now, Lord God. And you, you're putting businesses in their hands. Businesses, Lord God, plural, God. I thank you, Lord God, for all your promises because your, your promises are yes and amen, Lord God. Thank you, God. You're going to do amazing things, Lord God. Trendsetters, innovators. Hallelujah. Yes. Yes, yes, they're not just, they, they, they're not just uh, uh, um, um, delivering uh, uh, 
babies, Lord God. They have not just delivered a baby. They're delivering purpose. Hallelujah. Thank you, God. We hope you enjoyed listening to this week's podcast. Thank you and have a blessed week.